0: Merry Christmas and welcome to the You and Me Homestead podcast. My name is Delaney Drake. This podcast is about how our family turned our unused pasture land into a homestead and a sheep dairy. Today's podcast is a little different as we won't be focusing so much on the homestead and the farm, but just talking about kind of the ways we celebrate Christmas, the ways we we celebrate Jesus' birth and just some of the fun family traditions that we do. Christmas is one of my favorite times of the entire year. It is so much fun. It's magical. It's a way to celebrate Jesus, Jesus's birth, give him a huge birthday party. And we now have a toddler and it is so much fun celebrating with her and seeing the magic in her eyes and seeing you know, what she really finds important. I'll talk a little bit more about kind of the, the fun little things that she's done that just made me laugh and think, you know what, it's not about the presents and the gifts. It's it's really just about loving life and just thanking Jesus for his sacrifice and, and what he did for us. We're still a pretty new family. My husband and I have been married for about five or six years, and our little girl is 17 months old. So I'm sure that the traditions we do are going to change and we're going to add some and maybe some aren't going to become as important as they get older, as our kids get older. But some of the ones that I know are going to stick (laughs) are just the ones that meant a lot to me growing up, as well as some of the ones that meant a lot to my husband growing up. Obviously, when you grow up in different families, you have different traditions. And then when you get married, you try to mush them together Either, you know, you pick the ones that you really enjoy and you just try to make it work with your your new family. One of the things that I did with my family that we've done every year is we give each other ornaments. Now, it used to be every kid, so me, my brother, my sister, would get an ornament from our parents that represented what we did that year. One year I took piano lessons. And so I got a little girl on piano. Another one was, you know, I got engaged and there was a little frog that if you pulled a string, he opened his mouth and there was an engagement ring inside. So what we did for my little girl this year, she loves Blue's Clues. That is her favorite show. What we did is we bought a ornament that had blue and magenta, the two dogs, and they're on top of a mailbox. Now, one of the things that if you guys follow my Instagram, you you might have seen is that one of the things we do every day is we come home from work and we go and we check on the chickens and then we go get the mail. And she loves getting the mail. It's one of her favorite things. She calls um, feeding the chickens the we're giving the chickies a snack And so she just loves that kind of part of the day where she gets to check on her chickens and then go and get the mail. She loves feeling grown up and, and holding the mail as we come back. And so, getting a Blues Clues ornament that had the mailbox character in it was really important to me. And she loves it. She won't let us put it on the tree. She wants to just carry it around with her, and she thinks it's a toy we try we keep trying to put it on the christmas tree and she says no 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 mine (laughs) and so she doesn't really get the concept of putting it on the tree yet but we we try we're trying and so that's a real fun tradition that i i can't wait to expand on as our kids as we have more kids to be able to choose ornaments for them that mean something to them growing up my parents used to give each other ornaments as well but what my husband and I decided to do was we decided to change it and kind of morph that tradition. So one of the things in my husband's family that they do is they, they decorate what they call the Disney Christmas tree. And so they have a tree set aside specifically for their Disney ornaments, which was a lot of fun to decorate when I visited their house and we had Christmas there. That was one of my favorite traditions that we shared with them. And so we just couldn't quite manage a second tree But what we did was that one year we went to the Christmas store over in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. And we bought an ornament that had Mickey and Minnie. And Minnie was holding up some mistletoe and she was kissing Mickey on the cheek and we kind of adapted the Disney Christmas tree to every year, instead of giving each other, you know, an ornament for each person, is that we decided to buy a couple's, a Disney's couple ornament. So the first year was Mickey and Minnie, second year we did Robin and Marion from the Disney one with all the animals, with the foxes. And this current Christmas, we did Hercules and Meg from Hercules. We also have an Anna and Kristoff toy that we kind of added to the mix, but it wasn't technically one of the ones we bought this year. We just found it as just kind of a wind-up toy, and it looked like the ornament that we would have bought if we went for Anna and Kristoff. And so it kind of joined the group, even though it's only been about three years that we've we've done this particular tradition. Another Christmas tradition that my family did is we each were able to, on Christmas Eve, open up a gift it was pajamas, it was Christmas pajamas. And so we always got a set of pajamas on Christmas Eve that we could wear for Christmas day and they were new. And that was one tradition that I wanna keep going. I just loved the idea of being able to open something on Christmas Eve and then be able to wear it throughout the day on Christmas day. Of course, we also do Christmas movies. We have some of our absolutely favorites. We have the Muppets Christmas Carol. We love White Christmas. I grew up on classic movies, black and white, technicolor. (laughs) So White Christmas is one of my favorite Christmas movies. We have Belle's Magical Christmas. I always love that one. That's kind of a silly one, but we showed it to our little girl and she, she was transfixed to the TV, so she obviously enjoyed it. Elf is a good one. That's kind of more of a modern one that just kind of hopped on to the whole tradition. The Rankin-Bass productions with Rudolph and Santa and A Year Without a Santa Claus, I grew up with those. I absolutely love them. I share them with my daughter, and she's she absolutely adores them too. And so those are really fun to to share. My husband's family's movies are a little different. He was The Christmas Story and The National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and so those those are a few of those traditional movies that his side did. My family didn't really do those. Some of the desserts that I absolutely love on Christmas Day that my mom makes is she makes some monkey bread, which I always really liked. But my absolute favorite is she started to make this peppermint pound cake, and it is the best tasting cake I have ever had. I absolutely love it. Now that I have my food sensitivities, those are kind of treats that I haven't been able to, to enjoy as much. But I still remember those and I still love them. And, and peppermint itself is just such a Christmassy, warming, desserty type food that it just, just thinking about it or smelling peppermint just reminds me of that and, and brings some really good memories back. One of the other fun things that my husband's family did for their Christmas traditions is they have this, this stuffed reindeer that they throw at each other throughout the month. There's rules to this. You have to say, oh no, not the reindeer, and throw the reindeer, the little plush toy, at whoever it is that you, you want to throw it at. And kids really love throwing the reindeer My 17-month-old, she got the concept very quickly, and now she loves to pick it up and throw it at people. So it's just a fun little tradition that the kids really enjoy. They also did Mickey Mouse pancakes right after they would open their stockings, which were usually Legos so that they would keep the kids busy. While they made breakfast, they used to make Mickey Mouse pancakes for the kids and that was one that my my husband mentioned and just really loves and so that's one that I want to want to introduce to the family because I I have this coconut flour pancake so even I can share in the the Mickey Mouse pancakes which which makes me really excited. One of the things they also did that pertains to the stocking is they used to spread out little candies. This was sort of a It was a way to show the elves drop candy as they go to the stocking. As I have mentioned before, we live in middle Tennessee and so some of the fun events that we've done around our area that are specific to our area is that every year we go to the Opryland Hotel and see their Christmas lights. They do some really spectacular lights throughout the hotel and the hotel is huge. And we just really enjoy going through them. This year, my husband's Christmas party, his office Christmas party, was actually held at the Opryland Hotel. And so we were able to kind of go through the, and see the lights before we went to the party, which was a lot of fun. The baby stayed with some friends, and so it was really a nice, fun activity for us as just adults and as parents to kind of do just the two of us. And so it was a really, really wonderful, beautiful night. Another thing that they do down in Franklin, Tennessee, is they do what's called a Dickens of a Christmas, and they block off a few of the streets in their historical downtown area, and they do a whole bunch of vendors for food. They have a traditional craft section for kids. They've got a little train for kids. But my favorite thing about it is that they actually have characters from Dickens, from the Dickens books, wandering around the town. And people get to dress up in their Victorian clothes if they choose. And so we got to take pictures with all three of the ghosts from A Christmas Carol as well as Marley with his chains, We saw Scrooge, and there's two versions of Scrooge. There's the the pre-Scrooge, the grumpy one, and then there's the post-Scrooge, who's full of life and merriment. And that was really fun to see. We actually spotted Bob Cratchit and his family and little tiny Tim on his crutches. And it was just magical, and I love it. I love Victorian literature. And so as soon as I saw this event, I was like, we have to go. The funniest thing about the whole event and this is one of those things of just when you have a kid it's it's really funny what they what they choose to enjoy. And I think her favorite part is she she for some reason loves picking up rocks. And there was some little patches on the sidewalk with a plant that had a bunch of little rocks and she just loves sitting in the rocks and playing with them. <laughs> and that was just one of those really beautiful moments where you just look and you go, you know, look at all this stuff that's around us, all this this chaos, all these decorations, all this time and money that's spent on really enjoying Christmas and celebrating, and here's your little toddler choosing to sit in the rocks and is having a ball just playing with them. And it was just one of those moments where the event itself was probably more for me and my husband. But she obviously is, is taking it in, but also just finding her own ways to enjoy her holiday and to enjoy the events we take her to. And I, I really think that children should have that time to just be, to be themselves, to do what they want to do. Because it's Christmas, and you should be able to celebrate it how you like. And if she just chooses to go play in the rocks, then she should be allowed to go play in the rocks. She did enjoy the craft section, though. She, she loved taking, they had little Christmas cards, and so we took the Christmas cards and some crayons, and she, she drew some, she loved those. And I loved the, the children's Christmas section, too. They actually had popcorn that they were stringing. And I had never strung popcorn before in my life, and so it was so much fun to sit there and actually sew a few popcorns on the string because it was something I'd never done. And it's in all the stories and all the movies, especially the old movies, is that they pop popcorn at the fire and then they string it and put it on the Christmas tree. And it really made me want to do that for next year. I was like, oh, we really should you know, make a bunch of popcorn and string it. That's one of the traditions I think I want to try next year. And, and maybe that's one that's going to stick and we'll do every year. One of the things I wanted to talk about was the fact that for the last few Christmases, it's really just been me, my husband, and the baby. While there's times where that is one of those things where you really miss family and it's a time of year where you're supposed to celebrate with family and and it's sad when the extended family isn't around, it really did make me appreciate the family that I do have and the family that we've created And I just wanted to share that with other people. I know some people are going through a Christmas where they're feeling lonely or the family that they want to see they don't get to see. And I totally understand that. That's been one of those heartbreaking things for me. It always puts a damper on Christmas a little bit when I start thinking about it. But it's one of those things where I'm not going to let it ruin the time, the precious time and the moments with my family by missing the rest of the family. So I just wanted to jump on here real quick and just reach out to those people who maybe who are struggling this Christmas season and just to shout out to them saying I know you're out there and I just wanted to share some love with you guys to know that you're not the only ones out there who feel lonely around this time and just try to reach out to other people to to find that that community and that love. A lot of times other people are struggling. We're all out there the people who are having a rough time and while we personally have friends who are super great, they've invited us to family events before and they're just they're really amazing, wonderful people. I know a lot of people out there don't have that. And I wanted to reach out to you guys and, and say Merry Christmas. One of the greatest things about Christmas is it's a time to celebrate other people, to celebrate Jesus' birth, and to realize it's not always about us. It's not always about how we're feeling. Sometimes we've got to push those feelings aside and, and think about other people. With my daughter and my husband, I've really worked on putting that sadness aside and to just focus on them and to just really make sure that they're having a really good Christmas. A lot of times when Christmas rolls around, I get very stressed, I get very panicky and feeling like, oh my gosh, there's so much more on my plate and I wasn't even handling what was on my plate before very well. And I think that's that's coming from just being a, a pretty brand new mom to being on your own for a few years where we don't have any help and just feeling like every Christmas it's just more to do it's more on my to-do list it's more that I can fail at and it's just one of those things where those are those feelings that come at you and sometimes you need to talk yourself out of them and sometimes the best way to do that is to help others I hope this is helpful for you guys, the ones out there who are struggling. We we love you guys, and you're not out there alone, even those who feel like they're alone. What's great about this time of year is there's so many people reaching out to others in kindness and in love, and that's one of the great things about Christmas is Jesus showed his love by dying on the cross for us, and he couldn't have done that without being born. <laughs> and God gave his son to us in order to do that and so this is a time to celebrate life and the fact that we are here and that we can do amazing things and sometimes that just means helping others some of the ways my family like to help is to donate some money to some charities And we do some of these throughout the year and then we do some of them specifically for Christmas. And I thought it would be really fun and a great way for me to discuss some of these awesome programs and charities is to just talk about some of the ones that we do and why they're important to us and maybe to inspire you to go look out for other charities that you guys might be interested in donating to around this time of the year. And I should probably explain that we do give ten percent of our income as well as whatever money is gifted to us to donations. So we do about twenty to thirty dollars to each of these places. So it sounds like a lot, but in the grand scheme of things it's it's really not a ton of money. We just have so many organizations that are close to heart that we spread out our our donations to a variety of different places. So one of the things my family always did was we always gave toys for Toys for Tots. Toys for Tots is run by the US Marine Corps Reserve and they distribute toys to families who can't afford to get toys for their kids. And it's just been this really awesome thing. We've always gotten toys and then we go to a nearby fire department and we donate them and it's just a really great way especially if you have kids to have them take the toys to the fire department and give them away i just at, when we started to get older my brother would drive us the two the two younger sisters and we would all do it together just the three kids and so i think it's just this really awesome opportunity for kids to feel like they're giving and doing something tangible versus just donating some money is to actually get the kids involved. And I just thought that was really awesome and I really hope we can do that. And I really hope that becomes a tradition for our house as well. One place that I donate to specifically all year round is an organization called Operation Smile. Now this one is particularly close to my heart. Operation Smile helps those born with cleft lips and palates in other countries who can't afford the surgery And so you donate the money, and the money goes to helping pay for those surgeries. I was born with a cleft lip, so that's why this particular organization really hits home with me. I don't remember the surgeries. I was too young. Uh, I had my first surgery when I was six months old, and I think my last when I was four. I had about, I think I had three or four. And mine was not so bad. I had a cleft lip. Uh, It didn't go into my nose or into my palate. And so I was actually pretty fortunate to have a pretty mild case. But I know that there's other families and kids out there who have a lot worse palates. A lot of times palates interfere with feedings. It's hard for the babies who have cleft lips to breastfeed. And so a lot of times these kids suffer either nutritionally or because they're being bullied. i personally was bullied growing up because I had scars on my lip. And it never really bothered me to the point where it was emotionally scarring. The scars were always a part of me. And so it never really bothered me that other people made fun of me for it. It just was who I am. And I had the opportunity one time when someone asked me if, if you could go into surgery again and, and try to fix your, your upper lip to make it look more normal, would you? And I said no. I've just become really used to my face and the whole idea of going in and and having it changed just really didn't sit well with me. It's just not something that's really all that important to me. I like the way I look and there's no reason for me to change it. That being said, it's because I did have the surgeries when I was younger that I feel so confident in my own skin to, to be able to say that. And so that's why when it comes to Operation Smile, it's something that I donate to because it really does mean something very deeply to me. And it just makes me feel good to know that there's other kids out there who had cleft lips and palates that are, that are getting the help that they need. Another organization that I donate to is World Vision. World Vision is a way to sponsor a child in another country that needs some financial help. And what's great about this organization is that they they give you pictures of the child as they grow up. They give you little activity books to sign that they give to the kids to just enjoy. They do Christmas ones. They do birthday ones. It's just it's a really orga- great organization to to reach out to those other people. And so I personally sponsor a child over in Rwanda. When I was growing up, I watched the film Hotel Rwanda, and it was because we were doing African geography, and my mom, who was homeschooled us, wanted to broaden my perspective on what other people in other countries sometimes have to go through. That movie really hit me close to my heart. And so when I wanted to sponsor a child, it really pushed me to want to sponsor a child in Rwanda. He was six when I started, and I started, I think, the year that I got married. And so I've been sponsoring him for five or six years. He's 11 now, and it's just so much fun to see him grow up. And see his picture from when he was little. And see what he looks like now. And it's one of those things that because I started when we got married. It just feels like there's another connection there. Because however long I support him is how long we've been married. And so that's just some added thing. So if you ever feel like sponsoring a child, World Vision is a great place to go to. Another place we donate to is the World Wildlife Fund. And this is an organization that helps support wilderness preservation and helps reduce human impact on the environment. This is one that is particularly close to my husband's heart. He loves national parks. He loves going out into the wilderness. He feels like being out in nature is where he feels closest to God. He really believes that we should preserve the land and nature as much as we possibly can. So we donate to the World Wildlife Fund to help support that preservation. Another place that we donate to is called Life Water. And this organization is, it's a Christian organization and they help provide clean water, sanitation, and hygiene to countries that need it. Particularly Africa, but in other third world countries as well. It helps build wells, it helps educate on cleanliness, and just making sure that the water that they drink is clean so that they can be as healthy as possible. This was an organization that we started donating to when we were in California. Their head organization was close to where we lived, and my husband even did some walks for them, and so that was another one that's really close to home because we really got involved with them while we were in California. We also donate to our local church, the one we go to. It's called The Experience. We just recently started going there, but we always try to give a little of our donations to the church that we're going to because we truly believe that we should be supporting our community outreach and our church's outreach as much as we possibly can. And last but not least, the other organization that we donate to is called Men of Valor. It is a ministry that reaches out to men in prison and helps them re-enter to society as men of integrity this again is one that's more close to my husband he really believes in men becoming the kind of honorable and trustworthy men that god intends them to be and so he truly believes that those who are in prison need that help and so he really supports that organization and it's a great organization The final thing that I wanted to share in this podcast is I wanted to read from the Bible and talk a little bit about the story of Jesus and his birth. I feel like there's a lot of people who may not know the story, and I think it's a really, really beautiful story. So I'm going to read Luke 2, verses 1 through 20, because I feel like this is a really great section in the Bible that really, it really explains the Christmas story and the birth of Jesus. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Corinthius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you The Bible is full of chapters, and each chapter is written by a different person. There are a few versions of Christ's birth that are told. One of the reasons I love this one is that the heavenly host appeared to everyday people and told them about Jesus' birth, and that the shepherds, which is particularly poignant for this podcast, for our family's future into sheep, that they just went around and proclaimed the truth. They told what they had heard, they told what they had seen, and they just went around praising, praising the miracle. And one of the things I think that also hits me as a mom is the verse where they say, Mary treasured up all these things in her heart. As a mom, you can just picture her seeing these wondrous things of people coming to her and celebrating her baby and putting those in her heart somewhere to treasure them always. And that one gets me even more now as a mom because we do that. We treasure up every moment we have with our kids and especially the special moments. And that was a pretty special moment for her. And I love that it says that she treasured them. One of the traditions my family started was that we always read the Christmas story the night before Christmas as a way to remind ourselves why we're celebrating Christmas. Yes, there's the toys. Yes, there's the fun food. Yes, there's all the celebrating of other things. And those are really fun and we should enjoy them because it is a celebration and God loves a party. But we really do need to go back, just really absorb the, the power of the moment as you read the scripture. And so I just want to finish this podcast with what inspired me to read the passage, which was Charlie Brown's Christmas. And Linus, when he stands up on the stage and tells the Christmas story without apology, he just goes up and he tells what the Christmas story is about. And I'm going to end it the way he ended it. Linus finishes the story, and he says, that's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Merry Christmas, everybody. God bless.